Welcome to Penny Talks, brought to you thanks to Steve Golfballs, who delivered you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. Thank you for pressing play. On today's show, we have Tom Kennedy of Experience Ireland Golf Travel, talking all about golf tours, tournaments and more. But first, as Gabe Byrne would say, roll it there, Roisin. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Brawley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Brawley, what do you get at? Donald Donovan is the left cornerback. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Here it comes. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that? Thank you for a pleasant play. On today's show, we have a man I've been having a chance with about golf via social media since 2009. We met for the first time face-to-face this year in April at the social media open event, which is playing a number of courses, uh, links courses in the west of Ireland. A true gent, a fellow golf fanatic, so much so that he's living the dream and running his own golf travel business and more. Tom Kennedy, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Parik. Ten years is a long time to be stalking someone on social media, but it's great. Good, to, good to meet earlier this year. Uh, so, like most people on the show, uh, we generally start with like, how did you get into golf in the first place? So we'll go early doors, right? Just when did you first pick up a golf club? Uh, it's probably eight, nine, ten, maybe, maybe even a little bit older. My granddad played off two. He was a member in the Hinch. He actually, he was, he was a, uh, he was definitely the best, still the best golfer in the family. Even though he's, he's hopefully up in golfer's heaven now. But he, uh, he was a member of the senior cup team way back. We've got menus back home, back home from when, from when they did they did a big celebration dinner in Lynch, so it's a while, a while ago, a while ago when they won that. But um, he used to bring me out playing pitch and putt out in a place called Westward Hall, Mungret, which is which is gone now. I don't know what they're doing with it. It's like a, it's just a big field. You'd pass it on the way to Ballybunyam going from Limerick. Um, so it was pitch and putt really till I was probably eleven, maybe twelve, and I went into John Gleeson's news agents in Limerick and picked up a copy of. Today's golfer or something like that. Anyway, and Ian Woosnam was on the front. It was around the time he'd. I think. I think it was either the year he won the Masters, which I think was ninety one, mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, and John, anyway, John was junior convener in Limerick Golf Club. So, of course, he was at the tail. And he took. He started chatting to me. Oh, you're into golf. Oh, yeah. And I think within a couple of weeks, I was a junior member in Limerick. So, um, that's really how how we got started. John was brilliant. I suppose he. He, I suppose, oversaw a lot of a lot of really good juniors that went through the club. People like Tim Rice, who's, I suppose, he was playing on the Euro Pro and, and, and Challenge Tour and, and just up in Spa. Well, now I think as well, doing a bit of teaching. Um, Pat Collier, who won the, won the South of Ireland in '97 or '98, a long time ago now. Pat in the early noughties, yeah, very good. Mr. Furious, Mark Fien, who who played 27 holes that that year, the same year Pat won. Um, Philip Collier, Pat's Pat's twin brother. Um, myself obviously um, and people like Martin Poucher and uh, there, was, there, was some, there was some really good juniors that came through um, under John so it was a, I suppose it was a great club to be be a member of um, that's kind of how, how golf started really and Paul O'Connell was a junior in the same club um, people like that um, so it was a great it was a great start and I suppose it's it's a lot of things like like anything it's how you how you get introduced to a sport I mean I was just playing pitch and putt because my 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 granddad and my uncles were taking me out, but when when John I suppose took it to the next step, and I suppose 
mother dearest was was a was a good was a good factor as well obviously it was taxi taxi mammy for for a good few years anyway so she'd take take me up to the golf club and my brothers started playing then that well they were nine years younger than me but they started playing um so we we'd we'd tee it up tee it up a fair bit um especially when they when they caddied in the old head we used to go out all the time when we we're down in Kinsale so it was a good it was a good it was a good start and I suppose it's, it stays with you then it's it's how you're introduced to the game your first few experiences and kind of went from there really you know okay and then you love golf so much that you kind of want to get into the industry yeah that's what I'm assuming and was it a case of how do I get into this how do I make it 24-7 I, it evolved like that I suppose there was no particular intention of, of being I suppose um, it, it was more being a being a soccer player or a rugby player or a hurler or, I suppose being from Limerick um, that was the dream I suppose really but golf kind of came along I suppose after the pitch and putt stuff and then joining Limerick Golf Club and uh, I mentioned Mark earlier him, himself and his brother Adrian who, who I'm very good, still very good friends with um, we were both best men at our, 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 our various weddings um, well there's only been two it hasn't been various so one each um, they started working out in the day in 90, 96 maybe 97 um, I think that's when the course opened officially um, I think it was built a couple of years before but it kind of 96, 97 so I I suppose the lads were telling me about this fantastic golf course that people didn't know too much about, I suppose, when it opened. And the typical Irish begrudgery, I suppose, they thought it'd be no, ah, sure, that place would be no good and all that stuff, you know. Couldn't be as good as Limerick or Castle Try or any, anything like that. But, um, so I said, yeah, look, I'll go out and literally started carrying bags, to be honest. Um, and started caddying out there and working in the shop and on the range. And, and like, as a, as a kid who, who kind of loved golf, I mean, you'd, do two loops of caddy and you go out and play nine holes and you you go home and you do the same thing again like I mean back when we started it was like 16 Irish pounds per bag it's a little bit more now um, but like you kind of do, I've weight slips at home like for five pounds like for two hours work so I don't know back then there was obviously no minimum wage but it was it was fantastic as a as a kid and then I suppose you could get into your later teens and you're I suppose you're working for drink money then really kind of thing so kind of worked on kind of Golf operations and then was caddy master there, and then kind of went. It just kind of it was a very natural process. I did five years in old head, and around at the end of that time, then I'd I'd graduated from college, and I was kind of thinking, well, you know, I need to, I suppose would love to stay in the business, but would need to look at something a bit more full time because the old head was very much seasonal. So I did one more season in in Doombeg, and then got an opportunity to heritage for kind of a full time twelve months of the year thing. So I kind of went from there really and. Luckily, touch would have always, I suppose, always managed to find to find work um, in the in the business. I mean, it was tough around oh seven oh eight oh nine, um, even for the next few years after that in the industry itself. I think the, like the tourist courses, the big ones, like the Ballybunions, Lynches, Trees, up to Port Rush, and all those kind of, they always did fine. But it was the, the other, I suppose, the other courses really relying on, on the Irish business that that struggled a bit that time. So it was it was a difficult industry to be in. But um, delighted to where where I am now, I suppose. How would you compare the heritage to being director of golf in Ghana? Uh, a little bit different, yeah, yeah. How did that opportunity come? Like you, because I think you were in Mount Julia, because that's when I sort of first started talking to you, um, trying to get a freebie in Mount Julia more than anything else, um, which I'm still looking for. <laughs> but next thing I know, I think it was on LinkedIn or something. It was Ghana, and I was like, "How'd that happen?" So how did that happen? 
Yeah, so I suppose I'd I'd left a company called My Golf Society at the time. It's now My Golf Group. I'd been with them for three years and I'd been headhunted to go and work in Mount Juliet as kind of golf sales manager there. So had a good had a good first year and um I'd know no guy who's who's kind of Paul's kind of right hand man in the golf, in his golf design company a guy called Joe Bedford who's who's um who's linked up with um uh, Hollystown Golf Club for a long time. He was like superintendent, and he did a few other a few other things up there as well. Um, I think he's now he's now doing a bit with Mount Juliet with Tetrar Capital and all that. So, um, Joe had been John. I suppose Paul had Paul, who's good buddies with Aidan Heavey, who's kind of CEO of, of Tullow Oil, who were an oil exploration company in based out of Tullow County, Carlow. Um, I suppose initially, but they were they've been drilling down in Ghana for for many years, and they their the CEO Aiden was a fanatical golfer. Live I think live, live close to Paul over in the UK, and they were they think they invested ten million dollars initially on redesigning the main course in Accra, the capital city, a place called Achimota, which is beside the school. Um, so they were going to do three driving ranges, one up where the, the king lives, up the country in Kumasi. And then redesign Achimota, do the driving range there, do the driving range in Tema, which is about an hour and a half or so um, away from from Accra. So at the time, the RNA kind of were looking to get involved as well on the golf development side because I suppose I don't think they'd ever done anything specific in Africa to this to this magnitude. So Paul was kind of tasked with getting someone. Uh, I suppose who he thought good enough or mad enough to, and mad enough to do it um, so Paul asked around a few industry colleagues included Brian Shaw who's, who's the head pro in Doombeg since about 2000 so I, I worked with Brian in Adair for a good few years um, Brian Brian had come come back from the States and got the head pro job in Adair and then moved on to Doombeg in 2000 so Brian uh, thankfully gave me a good recommendation to Paul and I was at home over Christmas and um Actually, no, I was up in Leperstown, um, giving away the Best Dressed Lady Prize at the Lexus Chase Day because Mount Juliet were, the, the family were still, um, were still, were still the Lexus, Lexus crowd. So they, they sponsored the day, so they sponsored the prize and no one had to go up. So I had to go up on the day and my phone rings uh, about five or six o'clock that evening and I didn't know the number was a UK mobile. So I had a voicemail from Paul McGinley looking to, looking to meet me the following morning. And we met in the Westbury, I think, upstairs. And he pretty much taught me that look, you'll be you'll be my first choice to go to to Ghana. And I was like, okay, give <laughs> um, me yeah, give me a couple of days. This is you know because when when Brian or Shazies we call him rang me to tell me about it uh, a few days before Christmas, I just thought he was taking the mic. So I said, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, Shazie, yeah, yeah, no, no problem, yeah, look, I go to Ghana, no problem. And I suppose. About six months later, then I was on a plane to via Heathrow to 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 Accra. So it was kind of it was kind of funny. So that's I suppose that's how it all came about. Anyway, um, I think there's there was fourteen clubs in in the country. So it was kind of my responsibility to kind of you know help them out from from literally handicap system events like food and beverage sales and marketing, membership administration, all that stuff. I mean, they were very much voluntary run a lot of them were like on the edge of like they could be on the edge of a gold mine at the side of a hill you know i think half the golf courses are actually actual grass greens and most of those like barely had moors like so you know they were 
they were fairly basic in terms of condition wise and stuff um some were in beautiful locations but um i mean there was there was a few friends saying oh we'll come over sure and play golf and i was like i said lads wait like come on we'll play some proper golf courses but i mean paul paul and, and mcginley golf sign did a great job um and all the lads over there and paul, paul kelly who was who's a guy i worked closely with he was growing manager with paul so he was kind of the last the last we were the last standing irishman on the on the project in in terms of the golf course and stuff like that um so i mean it was a great it was a great opportunity like to work i suppose to work along on a project with paul and with the rna and you know have that have that have that link was was great you know i mean i'd never thought i'd be over there working in you know even i hadn't even been over that part of the world on holidays so kind of going over there to work was was unusual but it was you know it was a great experience and after about a year and a half i suppose i was was looking it was looking at like a like a kind of a three-year gig and they, they had a pj pro kind of replaced me after about a year and a half when i when i decided to come home um so it was just i suppose a few reasons a bit of a bit of homesickness and a few other things like that and there was a couple of opportunities kind of rearing their head back home so that's kind of why why i decided to, to call it quits kind of halfway through but you know it was it was it was a wonderful experience and you know nice nice to have it on the cv obviously so that range of experience and i'm looking at the list here is adair old head california for a stint as well doing big uh the heritage mount juliet ghana doing pretty much every single job in a golf club course along the way for any clubs or companies or corporates out there looking to um build or grow what they're trying to do with maybe their investments in golf or clubs or courses out there what what services are there that, that they can drop yeah well I, I suppose like when i joined experience ireland i suppose the kind of consultancy side is is pretty much on hold anyway while we're you know with, with experience ireland when i joined i joined in 2017 i think can't remember now um i think it is august 2017 yeah just after our links event um that year so you know i had a few a few offers um you know kind of around the time that i decided to go back and then when i got back um, i decided to set up the company with with would already with the first year of the social media open was 2013 that's while i was still in mount juliet so i mean the, the kind of the main reason behind that was um i suppose to get a bit of business into mount juliet and there was a there was a few spin-offs then with the, with the other with the other golf the, the the first year and then obviously i i did it i did it then from then on really so when i got back that that kind of became one of the, the flagship event for that and then we did the links challenge then um the, the the year after the, I think twenty fourteen was the first year doing that, um, I suppose that that kind of came about because, um, and it's grown had asked me to ask uh, Paul McGinley would accept an honorary membership there because obviously twenty fourteen was his Ryder Cup captaincy in Glen Eagles so as a thank you to me they they made me an honorary member for three years so I suppose I wanted to thank them for thanking me for for thank for for thanking Paul um so we kind of. We set up the event with, with them and we counted Sligo and, and and Karen as well for the for the first few years and now we've we've two rounds and then Scrone and Karen so um and then I did kind of sales kind of mainly sales and marketing consultancy but any any type really did a bit of social media stuff as well and golf events with with various corporate clients um so we worked very closely with the Heritage for for a few years um and then I suppose joined joined Experience Ireland then so you know so. A lot of a lot of the, the consultancy business, especially the events, is part of Experience Ireland now. So, um, that's the that's the main that's the kind of that's the kind of main thing. So we're 
where obviously the, the events are the events are part part of the business now for Experience Ireland and then we I suppose I, I do as, as much of the golf tours as, as possible and then and then Alice my business partner does I suppose the sightseeing stuff and and you know we're obviously a good team Alice's got a lot of experience she's worked in the Marion with the Callaghan's in Killarney and she's you know I suppose probably about 20 years experience in hospitality around Ireland um, I suppose I've got a little bit in golf as well so it's a good it's a good match that's a good match and um, so yeah, so just for anyone listening who's, who's, because I would have seen, I suppose, social media open on social media, mm-hmm. okay, I would have been very attracted by that track of courses, which is, you play Tree, Ballybunion, Ballybunion, Cashin, uh, and Dukes, and it's like a four-day tournament, team of two, and it's brilliant. I played this year, and I was very surprised at the range of European countries and some Americans represented, and um, the Americans got a bit of flack, but sure they deserve it Um, but there is four main events that you're on social media open which I covered there the Lynx Challenge which you covered which is in Scrone Sligo and Cairn there's a social media open now extended to Scotland um, and you do a society team challenge as well I think Um, so they're they're all now part of EITT which is Experience Ireland Golf Travel which we're moving on to now so you started there in 2017-ish we think um, we think yeah think. yeah yeah no um, August August 2017 I think we'd we'd been doing a little bit I suppose over and back and kind of helping each other out for probably a few months previous and I suppose we were you know Alice would help me out with the hotel stuff um I started doing a few a few small tours with the company and I suppose I helped out Alice with a bit of advice on the golf and, and a few rates and stuff so we kind of felt like you know two heads are probably better than one and we're we were literally renting office space beside each other um as well so kind of kind of made sense so um it's kind of kind of a good match i'd say if we were both if we were both doing sightseeing or both doing golf it might have been a bit different but you know there's 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 very similar very similar stuff there so it's been it's been a good it's been a great choice really um to to join forces and you know especially with, with with babies and weddings and all these things as you can you can kind of take a little bit of time off without having to worrying about, you know, worrying about um, having to pick up the phone to people or, or answer emails and stuff. Um, you know, I suppose when, when myself and Katrina got married at the end of 2016, um, and I don't even know I was answering emails because I, I, I was still running the consultancy company at the time. So, like, if I didn't do it, it, it wasn't getting done. But now, you know, it's great, obviously, with myself and Alice, I mean, you know, that we can pick up the slack for each other if we're if we're, if we're out of the office for whatever reason so it's a good partnership that's brilliant so what type of golf services or tour itineraries between yourself and us can you put together what's on offer it's anything and everything really i mean we've it's a bespoke service very much i mean we've, we've sample itineraries on the website you know like wild atlantic way for a bit of tours you know for for the kind of touristy kind of sightseeing stuff or west coast golf itinerary or southwest if you're like flying into shannon play lynch and Dunbeg, Tralee, Waterville, Old Head, and Adair, places like that. Um, you know, I, I suppose people come in and they have like a list of like we want to play Royal County Down, we also want to play Old Head, and we want to play Cairn, and we want to play Port Marnock. And you're going right. That's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, you might need you might need a month, but we can or do a it. Helicopter. Or, yeah, or a helicopter. <laughs> helicopter, you can do whatever you like. But um, you know, I suppose we'll. A lot of people have a fair idea of where they want to go, and I suppose we try to put it together as best kind of logistically from from there um so we do pr- 
pretty much we 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 do everything really. I suppose we we let we let the customers book their own flights because I think that's that's just an easier way to to, to go about it. Um, and there's no real saving or anything like that on the rates. Um, it's just just easier for people to, to book their own flights. But after that, then you come in, you're collected by luxury vehicle and driver. Um, obviously one particular driver called Mike got some some big ups on the No Line Up podcast. Not to be mentioning any. Driver slash historian. Driver slash historian. Yeah, it's always two hours from Killarney, obviously, from what from what the lads are saying. But um, so so we've 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 got great transport partners in Killarney in in O'Callaghan's um helps 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 with rates and when my wife is is part of the company as well and and brothers my brother in law and all that um so we've obviously we've got a a very much bespoke line of vehicles that can be tailored to to suit suit the group I mean you know we've I suppose 20 seater buses that can be tailored for a group of eight with you know the the facing chairs and tables for playing cards and whatever and fridges and all that so you know it's it's great to be able to have that kind of personal touch even even with the vehicle side um you know do a lot of meet and greets put everything together you know which are trips to the cliffs of more or the joints causeway or research and genealogy or you know dinners lunches obviously the golf caddies carts helicopter transfers you know whatever whatever you need really so it's it's a i suppose a one-stop shop for your fear you know for, for your tours whether it's golf or sightseeing or you know family trips i mean we've a we've a group that are coming from london there just today actually so Hopefully it's not going to be raining, raining uh, for the for the week and a bit that they're in Ireland. But you know, a group of thirty have come in and they've got obviously one of the one of the one of the bigger buses, and they're going off. They're staying a few days in Killarney, and they've they've kind of activities. They're going to Celtic Steps, which is the Irish dance in the town, and they're doing a fair bit of sightseeing. So they'll, they'll see a lot of this part of the country, and then they're heading up the west, up towards Galway. But um, it's pretty much everything and anything we've had. Some weird and wonderful requests uh, over the last couple of years. So, so go for it. So, what was the one of the weirder requests? You don't need to name drop it. <laughs> what was the the weirdest request? Um, it probably we got a it was re- recently if we got yeah we got a we got about a a five hundred item uh, shopping list for for to be left a particular property. So that was kind of that was that was an unusual one, especially. Um, we ended we ended up getting paid for it eventually anyway but it was kind of a it was about a i think about a 700 euro bill and we were we were kind of landed with at the time so we said look we'll, we'll get it anyway and, and leave it there it, you know it'll be it'll be okay we knew we knew the person who was running the property anyway so if there was a problem we could have just locked them in and, and uh shaking them from the shaking them from the neck until, until something fell out of their pockets but um no it was great it was fine i mean look you you get you get you get some unusual requests um and some unusual questions, I suppose. Um, it's the you know, it's like like when I used to get asked the old head, like, "Hey Tom, when's the, when's the fog gonna clear?" You know that kind of stuff. So, um, you you're prepared. You still haven't heard everything. I thought after after twenty twenty uh, how many years now? Twenty three years working in, in tourism and, and golf, that I would have heard it all at this stage, but not not quite, nearly, but not quite. That was one. Which countries, I suppose. Um, do the mainstay of, of the golf tours that you deal with come from? Would it be America, UK? I'm just assuming here. Yeah, it's mainly the States. Um, mainly the States. I mean, we've got a few groups from Canada. We're getting a bit of interest now from, from Asia, I suppose. It's it's an emerging market we keep hearing. Um, so it's still ha- it's, it seems to be more more tourists from what we've seen so far. But it is it is a slowly, slowly kind of, kind of developing. Um, we get... 
a, a good bit from the UK and kind of the European countries for more for the events. Um, like we had teams from from the US. We had we were our usual suspects from Norway. Um, the play every year in April. We we team from France, Austria. Uh, we had teams from Japan. We had Australia, Canada, and the States. I think if I haven't mentioned them already. Um, and obviously, you know, we got a good chunk from Ireland as well. So, and and did a kind of mini tours. We we've had we've had great crews from Italy over the past few years as well. Um, the guys weren't over now this year, but they're they're planning I think to be back next year. So it's it's kind of from all over, but the majority would be from from the US and I suppose especially kind of kind of East Coast direction as well, kind of Boston, New York. That kind of we've had a good few groups in Philadelphia this year through through a good buddy of mine. Um, so yeah, so but obviously the more the merrier. We don't mind where they come from really. No, um, I spent a couple of years in Italy and they are great crack. I'll tell you something: the golf course they have in Italy, uh, are, you know, they have no excuse not to put in bad scores when they're here. I tell you that much. I have a bunch of mates, and we are looking put together a, a golf trip next year don't tell any of our wives or girlfriends but we're like that okay but we want to go here and there we've never been there before we know the golf courses are un- unbelievable but like like that where do we go for lunch where do we go for dinner so what are i suppose what are the steps involved in putting a golf trip together in the first place you know what are the what are the boxes we need to check um i suppose it's it's about like picking an area first an area of the country um i suppose when you're from ireland it's kind of easier you know, you're picking the West Coast or picking down the Southwest or, you know, Cork or Limerick, Galway or, you know, wherever it might be, East Coast, even around Dublin. Um, I suppose we, we've got a, a, a kind of nifty kind of uh, creator on itinerary uh, section on the website as well. So you can you can literally cherry pick the courses, dates, kind of standard of accommodation, whether you want to be self-drive or, or, get, or, or get a you know vehicle and driver. That, I suppose that's that's kind of good first step. We've we've all the courses kind of regionalized as well, so you're not, I suppose you know some people will pick one from each region and it's it's a lot of driving, um, you know we we a group we a group this year for example to finish playing golf in Lynch and then drove all the way to Sleeve Donard up in uh, up the north to play County Down the following day, um, you know which is which is kind of mad, um, but it was just putting the itinerary together was the only the only way of working it with. You know, Lynch had a very busy year, obviously, and a lot of days were, were knocked off the calendar with the Irish Open in the South, and then a few other bits they had during the year. I know the two the two weeks in August for for the member events as well. Home internationals, correct? Home internationals yeah. that took a small bit as well. So you know, Lynch had a, I suppose a truncated diary. So we were kind of working around that, and, and you know, County Down is just so popular. I mean, they're they're probably you know we're not far off being. I think we got the last tea time in September from County Down, and this group, that particular group finalized their booking i think in november last year so that just shows like how how busy those kind of courses are yeah, that's, like um, a, that's like a nine months nine months uh, yeah waiting time so it's it? yeah. you know it's pretty you know people think they're i suppose they're they're planning well in advance when they're nine or ten months in advance um but i suppose if you, if you do if you do if you are planning it just don't waste any time i suppose it's literally just send us an email with your ideas and we'll you know we're happy to give you any recommendations that, you know help out with lunch dinner you know restaurant recommendations obviously the hotels and golf courses transport you know all that kind of stuff i mean one of the biggest things if again if you're flying into the country is is what airport again you know shannon's shannon's a great hub especially for for the west coast i suppose if you're if you're going if you're going east coast or, or up north and you're talking dublin or belfast but 
you know a lot of a lot of people kind of I wouldn't say ruined their trip because it's not going to not going to ruin their trip. I mean, Ireland's a small enough country that, depending on where you're traveling in from, you're you're going to be pretty much okay. Um, but I suppose there's no need flying into Belfast if you're going to be playing golf in Killarney the following morning, um, or vice versa flying into Shannon if you're playing in Portrush, you know, the next day or that day. So, you know, just we can obviously give give some good advice there. So that's that's kind of the starting point, and then it's you know trying to. Trying to, you know, obviously put the courses in with, you know, depending on availability and stuff like that, and we try to make sure we give, we give groups as as little packing or unpacking and packing as possible. So you know, you try to move them around as little as possible in terms of where they stay. Um, you know, maybe maybe move once or twice max in 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 the course of their trip. At the end, depending on the courses, you might need to move, you know, three or four times. Some people don't mind that, but I know when you're on holidays, it's nice to be. You know, just going back to the same hotel every, you know, every night for three or four nights at least. You know, definitely having planned a sixteen-day honeymoon myself last year, that was our our biggest thing that we learned was we were unpacking and packing every day almost. You know, so it's it's definitely something no one ever thinks about when they're when they're, they're thinking of where we're going, all these brilliant and beautiful places. But like that was a simple thing when when I look back afterwards. But if we stayed in that place for four days instead of driving two hours every day, it would have been a lot more central. And that's just local knowledge. I suppose that's where you folks come in in terms of expertise and service and, and local knowledge. Yeah, I mean, we we did, we actually did a month of a of a honeymoon in January twenty seventeen, and we there was a lot of air miles, but it was great. But I mean, you're, you're you get back and you're nearly you're nearly as tired. If you're if you're as tired getting back, then it's not really you know it's not it, it was fantastic, obviously, but. I don't. We weren't. We were. We were too tired. But you're. You're. You're a bit tired from all the from all the traveling at the end of it. So, you know, if you can if you can set up base for the majority of the tour in one place, it's great. Yeah, you don't. You want to be tired for the right reasons. You want to be tired for too many nights in Reedies and not too many nights packing and unpacking. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, we'll have a bit of a top five off here now in terms of, um, because Jet Sprague went through his top five in terms of things to bring look after from a Yanks point of view, right? Um, but we're two paddies here now and we might have a bit more logical five things or maybe not right so top five things that you would advise people to bring on a golf trip top five apart from the obvious clubs balls clubs, towels balls, yeah. yeah I mean look wet gear obviously um, most people they mightn't have ever used it in their life depending on where they're living um, and you may not have to use it but invest in a Set of Galvins or Foot Joys or whatever, whatever your particular poison might be, um, you know, um, bring the bring the rain pants and a and a and a rain jacket, um, a few Under Armors or whatever, whatever their skins or whatever, just to just for the windy days. Um, I suppose you're you're talking sunscreen. The wind if the if the sun doesn't get you, the windburn will. So we see lots of lots of redheads and rednecks strolling around Killarney after a day's golf. You might have had a horrendously wet day which doesn't always happen but it can um what is that is that not two or three i can't remember um play bring as many shoes as you can fit into your flight bag i have a lot of golf shoes and i'll bring if i was on a seven day golf trip i'd probably bring at least four pairs and definitely as comfy pairs as possible i suppose the ones that are not exactly designed to walk 36 holes I'd, I'd leave at home but bring the, bring those comf- those comfy kind of nearly trainer trainer-esque shoes or tackies as we call them in Limerick 
Um, I think we're doing people to call them techies. Definitely um, South. <laughs> South is trying to make it there. Limerick City kid. Um, but yeah, at least four pairs. Um, I think we spoke earlier. Plenty socks and jocks or underwear and and socks. Um, and don't bring any tees because you'll get plenty of tees at the, at the courses depending on where you're playing obviously but most of the most of the um, most of the courses you can literally grab as many tees as you need you know before you're around so you can fill up the old golf bag um, anything else if if you're if you're a boozer I throw an on hip flask in there it's always handy for could be the hair of the dog the following morning I wouldn't fill it up on the flight over because you might get your bag searched by by the old is it t- the TSA guys um depending on, on, on how you get x-rayed but yeah definitely bring that either that or buy one when you come over but um buy one when we get over P&G generally have a few and few of the pro shops they might they might yeah got a, we got a lovely we got a lovely one from Ennistrone recently so I can I can vouch for that anyway but yeah that, that, that that's a good shout and you can get your you can get I suppose getting your getting your currency I suppose getting the euros for for the caddies and, and and all that and for the bit of tipping and whatever but it's always handy to have a few quid getting off the plane there's plenty of atms obviously but it might be as handy getting it getting it in getting it in the bank before you before you get on the plane no definitely my top five um i've been on two golf trips ever right so and they were short and maybe two or three days right but my top five uh one foam roller and a stretchy band that's both for just a warm-up for the golf and also a bit of recovery afterwards you wouldn't know by looking at me, but I try and take care of myself. Number two is a Sunday bag, because I use one all the time now. Small little Jones bag I have, and it's just, like a pencil bag. Yeah, pencil yeah, yeah. bag, and it's just so handy to bring around. It fits into the boot of a golf, so it'll just take up less space. So you can still get your big golf travel bag, and you can still fit your extra clothes in there. Then on top of all the extra space, so your extra shoes you were talking about, your wet gear, it's basically like an extra free suitcase because you're going to pay for it anyway. A uh, camera and a drone, I kind of have that together. If you have both, fantastic. But a nice, high-quality camera if you can. Um, if you get it, even a hint of light around the west coast of Ireland or even Ireland, wherever you're playing, you'll get some of the best pictures that you'll ever get of golf courses if, or even of the scenery, in, in my opinion. i say bring a plan A and a plan B. So I like that. If you were coming to play golf today in Ireland, uh, it might not have been the best day um, for it. And I might have said, you know what, I'm just off the plane. I, don't want, I just don't want to deal with it. But then what do you do for the day? So like that, go in and see the, the Celtic dancing. So like have one or two nice things to do for a couple of extra days, especially if you've been sent a base centrally somewhere. Um, or maybe somewhere to wind down before or after a game of golf, depending on your head state. And the last thing, and this is something maybe which shows you where I don't take care of myself, is if you're going somewhere abroad, especially bring a stock of your favourite snack. So I know that if I was going to America, I'd definitely bring in a lot of uh, golden crisps with me because they don't have Cadbury over there. <laughs> no potatoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But at controversial. The moment, at the moment, it would be a big box of Nature Valley nut butter cups because I picked them up uh, in the Euro Pro Tour Paris there last month. And my God, yeah, I need to stay away from them. But if I was going abroad to play golf for a week, I'd definitely bring a lot of those. But something we hear from, this, from, the, from the Americans especially is the quality of the chocolate over here is so much better. It's the milk. Yeah, well, the, I suppose proper milk. I watched the, the episode with Dougal when he was driving the milk van. Your man was talking about UHT milk. Bring me back. It brings me back to Ghana. Because no, no one likes that because it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it must be that. But I suppose, like, we're 
fairly blessed with our kind of our golf well snacks that people like in the golf course like the Irish Piltang um, the guys up in Kildare Noreen and, and the gang up there and, and you give you one of the wills and tubes earlier they're 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 quite they're quite well known obviously um, I'd nearly recommend fake your fake your American snacks or wherever you're from from buy, get a buy Irish support local hashtag yeah, get on to Noreen and go <laughs> right so everyone who comes on the show is subject to a Spanish Inquisition quickfire Q&A so Tom Kennedy are you ready I must be, I'll have to be ready. Let's let's say I'm ready. You've no fucking choice. <laughs> right. So what would your walk on song be? Oh Jesus. You'll never walk alone. I'll have to find it and I'll have to pay it at the back in fact now. <laughs> Jim or pizza? Pizza. Sorry, Eric. Hat, visor or bucket hat? Hat. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Tin Cup. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness. Le Hinch or Port Marnock? Le Hinch. Walk or cart? Move cart, sorry. <laughs> win the British Open or win the Masters? Uh, the Open. Would you rather drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Mm, I'll go Dustin, I'm good sharking. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Play or practice? Play. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I look forward to being in a couple more of those open days, the social open, maybe the Lynch Open might get there. We might start something out for myself and my buddies next year, hopefully around uh, Rasapenna maybe. But thanks for your time and thanks for being on the show. Cheers, Paddy. Great to be on. That was Tom Kennedy of Experience Ireland Golf Travel based in Kerry here in Ireland. I hope you learned a bit more about what services they provide there and what is involved when putting together a golf trip and maybe some key things to bring with you too. Get in touch with Tom and Co. and details will be in this episode's description. As usual, I put out a question out to the world this week on social media at Paddy underscore golf on Instagram and Twitter. That's where I live. The question was, where would you love to go on a golf trip? Well, we had quite a few answers on this one. At David Ruddy Golf would love to go to the Masters and then play some of the surrounding courses. Who wouldn't? At Curling Golf, love the look of the Streamsong Resort. I definitely thoroughly agree with that one. At Stephen Nolan1982 would love to go back to Thailand. Serious days were had out there. I'm scared to even think of those stories. At CMYTH77 says, Ireland, come back to Ireland that they had some of the best courses in the world. Yes, yes we do. At Neil Carroll, wouldn't mind another trip back to Cluj. I'd say golf clubs are optional on that trip there, Neil. At Keith Ford 20 is looking to go to Scotland. And at Andy Daniel Byrne, a repeat listener, thank you, Andy, is learning up how to get a golf trip to New Zealand together. Dude, there are some serious courses out there. Thanks to everyone who has pressed play. I'm immensely grateful for spending your well-earned time listening to me and the chats I have. There are a couple of podcast episodes coming soon that are really, really cool. We won't drop any names yet. That's why you need to subscribe to the old podcast. Thanks, folks, for getting involved. Thank you all for listening. Hit the show a follow, rate, and review it if that's your style. Most of all, though, share the show with your family and friends. Thanks for pressing play. Until we tee up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>